My neck hurts today. It does? You yeah. know why? Why? My, my wrist hurts too. It's because it's raining. What? Yeah, we're getting old. No, that's not real. Is that real? That's a oh, that's a wives' tale. They say it's a thing that like injuries like. No, I think it's because I slept wrong. Oh, why Rachel? You sleep wrong? Rachel is on a mission to buy every pillow in America. This is a real thing. We have. I'm telling you that right now in our bedroom <laughs> we have another chair, and it's got eight pillows stacked up on it. There's just pillows everywhere. She's trying to find us the right pillows. And so every night I'm sleeping on a different pillow. My neck is my neck how, hurts. But how do you know which is the right pillow? I don't know. Won't it take a couple of days? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll try it for like a week and then put a new one. But it's just not getting any better. No. You want to know a funny story? Yeah, always. So we need a new mattress because our mattress was having a problem, and uh, so we 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 go and buy a new mattress. Mm-hmm. We lay on all of them. We spend six thousand five hundred dollars. On a mattress. There's a lot of money for a mattress. That's worth more money than Rachel's car. Right. <laughs> Not her new car. Not her new car. But, but her she, old car that she drove for a long time. For for long time. Yeah. Worth more than her car. We get this mattress. We're all excited. It, it's the worst. It's the worst. Do you know what we'd have done now? What? Two nights ago, here's what I did. I took a mattress out of our attic that our kid used to sleep on, but I didn't throw away because maybe they'll have a friend stay the night. That's how bottom of the barrel this mattress is and then we got a mattress from a mom's house from a spare bedroom they don't use and i put these two what are they twins the little mm-hmm. ones and i put two twins on the king frame and i got a ratchet strap no. i'm telling you the dead honest truth no, i got didn't. a ratchet strap and i rat, put a ratchet strap all the way around them and sucked them together and now me and rachel are sleeping on two spring mattresses and we sleep better on those no. than we do on our six thousand five hundred dollar mattress At a, we were all at staff lunch one time. Oh God, <laughs> this did happen. We're all at staff lunch because one time. You guys have had mattress issues for years. This our, is like a continual situation. It's like for the first ten years of our marriage. Yeah, perfect. Yes, no, no bed problems. Right. Just slept on the bed, happy as it could be. Right, and then I don't even know what happened. We can't figure it out. We've owned so many mattresses. Yes, we've tried everything. Can't can't. So one day we saw a mattress friend. So we got a guy at our church who works at a mattress or like runs a mattress joint. And so we're at staff lunch and he comes over and says, what's up to us? And so I said, hey, man, I need to come and see you. My mattress is the worst. (laughs) And Whitney pipes up. This is not my wife. Whitney pipes up and she says, yeah, you know what? His mattress is the worst. It's the worst. It's terrible. It's got like a hole in the slit down in the middle. It's just so uncomfortable. And And this man is looking at me. Like, why does this lady you're not married to have so many details about how bad your mattress is? And so I know what him and I are thinking. She don't have I'm no so idea. Lo- I don't because we're be- we've ever been. And so forever. I'm trying to like steer Rachel the thing and I away. Have been like in the we've laid in the bed like what is happening here? Aaron and uh, and us have come over to help you flip it and move it around. Like we've had lots of conversations about the mattress. Well, anyways, so unaware. Everyone sir, at the table is looking at me like you crazy lady. She was not in the mattress with me in the mattress. No hashtag <laughs> men and women in ministry, right? Like golly. So sometimes you got to watch your mouth. So my neck hurts a little bit I'm today. Sorry. And so if you see me uh, uh, doing the stretch, oh, I learned something funny this week. 
We have a bunch of people that uh, only listen to the tug of more, oh. but did not even know that we have vi that we're videoing this right yeah. now. We also are on YouTube. Yeah, in so, a video form. Yeah, so we're on, we're on video on yeah. YouTube. So if you want to see what we look like, because we're so cute. Well, maybe there's people listening to us have no idea what we look like. Hey, what do you think they think we look like? <laughs> what do I look like if you didn't know what I looked like? I don't know. That's a fun experiment. That is an interesting question. I don't know. But Stanley from the office. Oh my gosh. I was waiting. <laughs> I was like, he's going to say the most absurd. Hey, you either get Vin Diesel or Cake Boss. Hey, there's no in between. I hate this. <laughs> it's I hate okay. It. I either get that girl from Elf or uh, uh, some other. Neither one of them are like beautiful. Or a bag lady. Okay. Winnie carries bag more lady. bags. Winnie carries more bags than any bag lady that, I've like, ever the, seen. The lady, the pigeon lady from Mary Poppins? <laughs> yeah. Is no, that the, the bag pigeon lady, lady from Home Alone? <laughs> oh, oh, Home Alone. Yes. They're the both of those. Same I was on lady. A, I was on an airplane I was on an airplane once going to preach somewhere and I'm sitting there and these two ladies get on the plane and they say, It's him. It's him. And then the friend turns around, smacks her friend, she's like, hey, Look, he's and they start rifling through their purse to get a pen to get my autograph. And I'm sitting there, I have no idea what's happening. And she says, it's the cake boss. Aww. And I wanted to cry so bad. I don't want to be the cake boss. Yeah. He, he jacked up his hand like real bad last year. Good. So No, not good, but <laughs> oh, good sorry, that boss. you're not Jesus the cake boss. But yeah, no, yeah. Oh, so Sarah Michelle Geller. they used to call me Buffy the Vampire Slayer in high school. That is dumb. Oh, yeah. not... I did not know who that woman was, but I know who Buffy the Vampire yes. Slayer is. And so, no, but hey, I don't know. We're people. We look nice, I guess. But so anyways, my back, my neck's a little jacked. I really do think it could so be if you got like a So if you got like a mattress connection, hit, yeah, hit, his, hit your brother his up. his mattress is worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's okay, ridiculous. what are we talking about today? No, uh, I think we're procrastinating on getting to what we're talking about. Oh, that, yeah. That's procrastination. That's what we're doing. We're procrastinating getting to the topic that we want to dive into. Yes. Because sometimes in life, things are serious and hard yeah. and heavy, and so we'd rather just push them off and right. do them another day. Yeah, or we're nervous about how it's going to go or how to lead into it or how to start, and so we just procrastinate to keep talking about mattresses. So if you're called to more, right. if you want to accomplish big things in your life, one thing you've got to get over yeah. is procrastination. Yeah. Being lazy. Yeah. Putting off till tomorrow. Right. Why? Because seize the day. Carpe. Carpe that diem, y'all. Carpe that diem. It's true. No, I think that we're, uh, this podcast is created is for those of us who really feel a tug and attention into stepping into all that we believe that we're yep. supposed to have. That, yep. that we're here and we want to be there. And the only way to get there is by a fight and a tug and a struggle. And so, yeah, it's, you can't be lazy if you're trying to get more. Oh, it's one of my greatest pet peeves. Yeah. Uh, is, but I have is, a question. Is lazy people that procrastinate. But I have a question. Okay. When you had a paper due in school. Oh, yeah. It was the worst. When you had a project, science fair. Like, I always waited till the week Oh, before. science fair? Science yeah. fair? I had done, ready, rocked it. Really? I won multiple science fairs. Of course you did, though. But you were Bill Nye the science guy. Yeah, but I, but I would never turn my paper on time. No. I'd always turn it in on time. Deadlines like I'll meet my deadline, oh. but I'm gonna work on it all the way until the oh, no. deadline. Cram, cram fast. Yeah, but I, I, I think that is a, a valid like we, uh, well, it's a sign of immaturity. Yeah, because I think most a lot of people were procrastinators when they were young. Yeah, but then when you get older, you have to decide I'm not going to do that anymore, right? And so I'm convinced that one of the major reasons people don't get to everything that they could to in life, right, is because they just wait. Yeah. They just procrastinate. They just sit on their hands and twiddle their thumbs and don't 
take the steps to, to do something. No, it's true. I think so. And it's frustrating um, as leaders when we have employees who are procrastinators. But I think we see leaders and like owners of organizations and parents who are leading their children who procrastinate all the time, too. And yeah. So it's a big issue. We got to talk about it. And so I've been itching to kind of talk about this yes. idea for a while because we've done a couple uh, podcasts about uh, rest. Yes. Uh, the rest then we did the podcast seven types of rest right. which is really good you should go listen it's to very it good. then we've talked about waiting right all these things and every time when we're talking about it i'm putting in all these caveats right unless you're lazy because i think that a lot of times there's a percentage of the population that needs to learn how to rest yeah but there's another percentage of the population that needs to learn get to work right get get the junk to work wake up on time right iron your shirt come to work do the job yeah don't clock out at 459. No, right. Stay till 529. Right. Stay till 530. Push it. Well, work hard. One of the greatest uh, compliments you've received that you appreciate is that you have a sense of urgency. Yeah. And people, uh, when they know us, people well, who are leaders. Yeah. When they know us, they're like, y'all, y'all run hard. Y'all yeah. get junk done. Y'all have urgency. And I think that the opposite of urgency is procrastination and so yeah. yeah we're not big fans of it because uh we've seen it done wrong a lot and i think that also for us in our context we're pastors and uh, leaders of a church we have a big urgency because of the mission we're called to do yeah that we're helping people uh, who don't know god know god and be in relationship with him and that's a huge thing but no matter what you're doing Whatever you're leading, you have a vision you want to get to. Yeah. And so you have to look at the things that are keeping you from getting there. And I think for a lot of people, you're right. It's it's procrastination and laziness. So yeah. let's talk about why that happens. And then let's talk about like, how have you fought that in your life in seasons? What do we do? How do we get there? Why do we, how do we stop? Well, I think that you, you hit the, the major thing on the, on the head at the top is you've got to remember what the goal is. Yeah. If you have no like obtainable goal, if all we have is ethereal, like big swooping ideas that mm. we want to accomplish, then we don't really have anything to to walk directly towards. Yeah. And so what we do is we consistently have goals yeah. that we're running at. Right. And so <clears throat> you can't play basketball without a basketball goal. Yeah. If there's no goal, you're just dribbling the ball around the court. And I think that a lot of leaders, pastors, influencers, business owners, they don't really set up the goal. They're just dribbling around and don't really understand the game. Well, and I think they don't set uh, like short-term, long-term or yes. attainable and actual like in view that like there can be these giant goals of like, I want to grow a large church. Well, what is I, that? I'm, I'm going to reach the city. Right. Well, okay. When? How? How? What's, What's your the growth? next right step you're going to take? Yeah. Right. And so... Yeah, we have to have some goals, some some vision of where we're going, but then some steps of how to get there in order to maybe and then start it. Yeah, uh, yeah. For me in ministry, it's very real understanding that uh, that everybody someday is going to meet their maker. Yeah, the uh, death rate of humans is one hundred percent. Correct. So all of us are going to step into eternity someday mm -hmm. and all of us have a soul. Right. And God wants us to be with him yeah. in heaven right. for eternity. And so there's some urgency there. There's Absolutely. some like motivation of like, man, this is a big, a big deal. Yeah. And so it, it drives me. No. Another goal is that I've, I've got a shelf life. 
like as a leader, as a pastor, at some point I'm going to age out of being culturally relevant. Right. And then after that, I still am full of wisdom and can still help. But then I, I age out where I'm just old and about to die. Yeah. And so I'm knocking on 40. Yeah. And so I've got another, what, 25 years of like the lead yeah. driver. Yeah. But then at some point, I hope at 65 or 70 or right. 62, I, Whenever it's somewhere time. Right. There's, a, there's a time that a handoff to the next generation has to happen. And so I have a very real awareness that I've only got so many minutes on the clock. Yeah. So I think for some people, um, maybe they have this theory, uh, ethereal idea of being like someone great, but they don't really have any goals. Right. So that could be an issue or they don't have a vision for for the goals they want to achieve. Um, and, and I think that for you and I both, we've always known that we were called to more like that God had something big for us. But there were seasons when it wasn't fully in focus. And I think that that can sometimes hinder people. But even if you don't know the full focus of what it is, you can still take some steps to get out of procrastination and laziness, right? For sure. Of like, um, maybe maybe you don't know the giant goal, but you can decide, hey, I, in my little personal life, would like to lose some weight or I'd like to get married. All these pieces. I don't know. Why do you think people just sit on the couch and play video games instead when they really want to be great? They don't really want to be great. They really want to be comfortable. That's what I think too. That's what I was trying to get you to say. <laughs> okay. They they just want to be comfortable. We right. we say because it's hard. We flex like we want to be yeah. be great. Yeah. Like we want to do something amazing. But really, we'd rather just be comfortable and stay up late and play Call of Duty. Yeah. And wake up and eat a donut and roll into some mediocre job and complain yeah. about it to our friends and get drunk on the weekend. Yeah. That's that's what we would prefer to right. that's what we would prefer to do yeah instead of really give our life sacrifice our life right to accomplish something for our faith or for our family no i think that's something you and i uh, have seen and i think for a while we thought it was generational but i think it's just certain personalities or certain people but like we've always been willing to give the extra 12 percent, the extra yeah. uh yard um our whole lives even when we weren't in full-time ministry before you were in full-time ministry you were still working another job right. to be able to allow you to do those things yeah. right yeah and then like i think nowadays though so many people are hoping they'll stumble into their greatness and they're just like waiting instead of getting stumbling into greatness is very rare super rare and if it happens you don't stay there long no right right you don't have the discipline like to maybe your talent or whatever you do is so great that you get recognized by some movie producer right. or some elite level leader and they bring you in to do something and it will give you 15 minutes of fame. Mm -hmm. But for me, I don't want to be a one hit wonder pastor. That's really good. You know these one, you remember Millie Vanilli? Yeah. There's blame it on the rain. There's all these one hit wonder musicians right. that they, everybody knows vanilla ice, ice, ice baby. But after that. Yeah. Right. They, they like made it, but then they didn't really have the artistic ability to maintain it. Yeah. And if you're just hoping on a luck yeah. or a dream, man, work ethic is the thing that gets you there. You always talk about with our team. We have a young team. Um, 
a lot of of the people on our team are young and learning how to step into more, right? And so you shared before that there were seasons of your life and you would go to work and you would just look at your computer and be like, I don't actually know oh, yeah. what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I got my first job uh, in a church and I was a associate assistant yeah. youth pastor. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I got a little office and a computer and so like I graduated from college. Right. And so now I have this like kind of nine to five yeah. job and I just show up at nine o'clock and I sit down and I'm like, what do I, what, what am I, I supposed do to do now? Like on I don't, Thursday at I don't, 9 I don't know who to right. email. I have this phone here on my desk. Maybe I'm <laughs> supposed to call somebody. And I just didn't, I, I didn't know what the next steps were. Yeah. And I didn't really have anybody telling me right. what the, what the next steps were. Yeah. And so you can either just get stuck there. Right. Or you can just start doing something. Right. Because for me, the reason I got my paper done in school is because I had a deadline. Yeah. Because I had a bell system that told me to go from this class till this time and then this class till this time. That's what kept me going to school in the order. But but when I became an adult, there's no bell, there's no deadline unless I set it for myself. Yeah. Dude, it's so good. So there were all these guys in high school that were like the alpha right. guys. And then now, 25 years later after right. high school, they're bums. Yeah. They're not, haven't done anything with their life. Yeah. You know why they excelled so much in high school? Because somebody else held the whistle. Right. No, right. They were good on the football field yep. because there was a coach with a whistle. They were good in the classroom because a teacher created the syllabus and the steps and the, the ways to succeed. And they were good in that framework, but they didn't know how to lead themselves. Right. Sometimes people stay in college for all these years because they don't actually know what to do. I can't tell you. Oh man, it's true. People about to be mad at me and that's fine. I can't tell you how many people just keep taking classes and keep going to more master's degree programs, degree. but they aren't actually right. doing anything with their lives. Do you right. know why? Because they don't know how to succeed without somebody else giving them a framework. No, it's true. I remember a girl in my class. Now, if you're called to be a doctor or something or a veterinarian, no, no, you got to no. go to school that's for a thousand totally years. Different. That's totally that's different. That's not what you're talking about. But I'm saying like... Lifetime learners. We're all lifetime learners, yeah. but get out of the classroom and actually Sometime do something you it. have to have the whistle in your hand. Absolutely. You have to be the person writing your own syllabus, yeah. ringing your own bell. Right. No, I remember a girl that was literally homecoming queen, prom queen. Like she uh, did all the things. She was on the honor roll, yeah. all the things. And I remember she went off to, I'm from Oklahoma. She went off to OU in Norman and she came and I ran into her during like her first break. Uh, one of the first breaks in college, the first year. And I was like, how's it going? How's things? And she said, you know, it's going fine. But I realized like in college, nobody cares if you were the homecoming queen. And it was this funny statement where I was like, yeah, girl. Right, because there's 45 homecoming queens right, in college. Right, right. <laughs> and like, it's like they've established these, like, these are the goals. The right. goal is to be homecoming queen. The goal yeah. is to be prom queen, whatever, that someone else established for us. And it was like, she was super lost in figuring out who am I? What do I want? And so like, man, if you find yourself stuck on the couch, it's probably because you don't know who you want to be and what you want to do. Right. And you've got to actually write it out, mm -hmm. make it plain, like, when you became lead pastor, I remember very quickly you had a plan written out of like, this is what I feel like God's speaking to me over the next few years of what it's going to look like and yeah. how it's going to be. And some of it was exactly right and some of it was massively off. Yeah, but who but cares? But at least I had something to walk towards. Right. Yesterday, yeah. you and I had a meeting. Yeah. Yesterday was Monday. Yes. From when you're watching this. And I wrote on the board on my whiteboard in my office, 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for two weeks. Yeah. I wrote every day on the board for two weeks. And then Whitney and I scheduled everything that we're doing by hour, what we're doing for the next two weeks. Yeah. Because we I'm have. not preaching this Sunday, then we're going to do a new series that we've already kind of got figured out yeah. some. some. <laughs> and so, so we know that we can work on the ministry, that we can work... Um, yeah. Not in it, but on it, yeah. that we cannot get stuck in the day to day, but we can work on some of the big vision pieces. Right. And so we just scheduled all those things out. Right. But I don't think that a lot of leaders, they just show up to work and they're like, well, what should I do? Right. If you are not in charge of your calendar, your calendar is in charge of you. Wow. If you are it's not true. leading the problems, the problems are leading you. Right. Your time will fill up. Absolutely. My time, at living, if I just walk around the building, oh, it's going to fill up because everybody's going to need five Parker right. is going to want to brainstorm an idea, which I love. I want to do that. Right. Bailey is going to want to talk to me about a creative thing that she, and I want to hear about right. that. All of these things are good things. But if I'm not leading me right. and having time to work on the future, then we're never going to the gonna end get of the there. day and you're like, oh, what did I even get done for the goals that I had? And yeah. I think that that can happen because what it is, is it's a discipline to actually yeah. schedule it and prepare it and do it. And it's not comfortable, mm -hmm. um, but we'd rather just kind of shoot the breeze and see what happens in the day. And But but yeah. that's not going to get us anywhere. And we've learned that, that uh, we've had people come on the staff here with us mm -hmm. that are not uh, motivated right that are not urgent right they're well, they're not driven they're lazy and we're real we're real direct about who we are i mean that's who we are and so whenever we've interviewed with anyone or talked to them we tell them like we work hard and we run fast but what it really means is that we have a sense of urgency towards mm -hmm. the things god's called us to and so some people may be uh procrastinate or lazy who actually work hard but they're not actually getting anything done they're not actually running yeah. hard yeah. into into the real things. They right. think they're working hard, yeah. but they're working hard on things that don't matter. We uh, we did a conference here at Living Church not too long ago, uh -huh. uh, where we were teaching on like churches breaking growth hurdles and yeah. giving some of that. And uh, and somebody told us in that conference that we have a reputation. Yes. That uh, that if you don't work hard, you'll get fired. And so we're in this like Q and A time, like there's 500, they're not 500. There's hundred pastors right, in the room yeah. and the guy raises his hand and asks a question and is like, so is that true? Are you just going to fire people if they don't work hard? And I said, what's the alternative? Right. Like, no, right. okay. Okay. At living church, we now have a personality that we've put out into the minister's world world that if you get hired here and you don't do your job Trustin's gonna fire you right well <laughs> what's the alternative right well the, the alternative is that we're just gonna hire these people to come work at our churches to not do their jobs and then we're just gonna keep giving them god's tithe to not do it what I, I, my, I'm Before sitting there. Before we started I, I, I recording this podcast, you said, <laughs> I just wanted to do one that's more light and fun I, no, because we're I, so intense. That is who we are. And but that's I sat, I be. sat on the stage and this guy's asked me this question and I can't comprehend. Right. But bro, that means that they have. That he's the, lazy as a mug. Well, it, it means that. that what uh, are we doing here? There is a common thread of people saying we don't have to listen work if you're building houses build houses right the bible says do everything with your hands as unto the lord right if you're taking out the trash take it out as unto the lord right and I'm, that's not a cliche my mom cleaned houses her whole life right and she took out trash as unto the lord right and so if you're preaching the gospel 
you better be working hard. Well, you better go home so. tired at the end of every right. day. That's true. You better go home. There are days that I go home and I literally get an ice pack and put it on my head. Yeah. No, it's real. Be we are not called to just live a life of ease and comfortability no. and complacency. No. You better be working that crap. No, it's true. And if you're a pastor who's, who dares, if you're a pastor who dares to cash a check and you don't work hard, pull your crap together. That's true. That's <laughs> somebody's tithing their money. It's true. For you to just sit in your office and watch YouTube videos and watch Family Guy and go golf I and knew you leave. Were say go play golf. <laughs> and leave and leave the office at four right. o'clock. I want to say shame on you, except Jesus came not to condemn the world. But just, but but, but, I, but I might be here for another reason. Well, you're, you're not Jesus, so it's fine. I'm uh, just also, I just get a, I just get no, turned right. up about it. So we tell our staff. We tell our staff we have this lady in our church. She's a single mom. Yeah. She works a couple jobs. And she volunteers. She had a busted car. We bought her a new car. Yeah. All things. And so I tell our staff, hey, before you go and buy something at Target for an yeah. event, I want you to think about this lady. I say her name. And I want you to think about her. it's her tie that you're spending. Right. Right. Because if we're going to go and just buy too many things for an event, we're wait. This lady works really hard for yep. her money, but she still tithes. And it's a sacrifice of her life to sacrifice. give to God. It's the widow's she, might. It's the widow's might. Is what I was about and to say. so... I, Right. How are we spending the widow's might? Well, I want to ask if you get a paycheck from a church, how are you spending that no. that time? It's true. What, that, are you, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Are you earning the wages that you're receiving? And and then as people who are leaders called to more, if you're the one running the business, man, are you earning what you're putting out there into the you can't be frustrated that you haven't grown your business if you haven't given more time to that than anything else right you can't be frustrated that you haven't achieved your goals man we hear it you know haters are motivators but a lot of times haters are just people who are mad at us because we're doing the thing that they wish they could do Ooh. but they're not willing to do the work to get to where we're at and so like Golly. we've done a lot over the last five years we've accomplished a lot and we've not even as accomplished as much as we've wanted to accomplish no i but, feel like we haven't done right. nearly what's on my heart and it but what's funny is we've we when we go back and really look at it we see oh my word we've done so much in a short amount of time but it also went really fast yeah and time is one of the things you cannot get back you, the other day you asked me what's more valuable time or money and we both at the same time like duh the, the, it, the most important part of a football game is not the players it's not the coaches it's not the football. It's not if the lines are in the right, right place on no, the field. Right. The most important part is not the cheerleaders or the helmets. The most important part of a football game is the clock. Right. Because when the clock quits ticking. That's who wins. That's who won the game. Right. And it, all of the other details are not as important as the timeline. Right. And in ministry uh, or in life. No, yeah. We can just we let time tick away. Yeah. And days go by and weeks and months right. and years and we look back and what the junk did we accomplish? Right. I mean, I, I've i been real open about how like my this season of life, my kids are older and I'm looking back and like, yeah, I see the time hop where they started kindergarten, but then my son is now starting freshman year of college. And if I would have waited to instill some stuff in them when I thought it was the right moment, oh, the yeah. right season, yeah, when true. they were finally mature enough to give them a chore or whatever, like I hear so many things from parents that are like, well, it's a really hard season right now. Or, oh, we've been going through a lot emotionally, so I don't want to really get on to them. 
you only have a short amount of time and then yeah. they're gone. Like we have to really establish these things. Now there's things I wish I would have established sooner so that they had a cleaner bedroom or bathroom or whatever. But like there's so many things that we have to strategically daily determine, hey, I'm going to work hard as parents, as leaders, as individuals to push into more. If we don't, we're yeah. wasting it. So, dude, I have so many thoughts. So we've got to set some goals. Yeah. Uh, and then we have to uh, make those goals known and create some some consequence hmm. for if we don't do them. Right, because in school, when you turn your paper in late, you got 10% off the first day or yeah, whatever, Or you right? got held back right. and you had to do third grade <laughs> again. Which is horrible. There's right. some consequence, but the struggle that we have as adults, if we keep getting a paycheck mm. and we can pay our mortgage and we have dinner to eat, right. is there's not really the same consequence of getting to more. Right. We've talked about comfortability yeah. before and risk, but like, if you're comfortable then you don't have to do more. Right. Because you already got what you need. Right. But so we've got to create some uh parameters. Some parameters, so. some 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 consequences if we don't do it. Yeah. So if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna accomplish this. Here's where we're going as a church, and I don't at least take the steps to get there. Right. I've got a bunch of people that are gonna start asking me questions. Right. No, you said your that board, before. Your elders, your directors, your staff, your friends, your wife, people that you trust, other ministers. Right. And say, hey, trust me, I thought. I thought you said you were about to do this thing. Right. What happened? No, and it there's can be, consequence. And it can be hard when we spoke stuff out that we were going to do and we haven't. Like we said we were going to break ground in 2020. Yeah. We weren't able to. And we've talked about that before. Like the, oh, but what if I say it and I fail or I don't make it? No, at least you can look back at what you have accomplished yeah. to get there. Like we've had a global well, that, pandemic and well, all kinds we, of, yeah, right. We care too much about somebody else's opinion. A hundred percent. I'd rather... I'd rather make the claim right. and run for it exactly, and and not not get to the end zone exactly. than just have sat there and not done anything. No, right. And and so, yeah, speaking it out is a huge piece of like saying, this is where I'm going. Hold me accountable to it. Even, I mean, you remember years ago, I was working a job that I didn't need to be working anymore. Oh, those are good And one. I was procrastinating quitting because the truth is I had already tried to quit and they had like convinced me to stay and give me a better package a better amount of money and better hours and all the things and i stayed and i was miserable and frustrated and you'd be like what, what what's the end date well no what's the timeline you and aaron came over to rachel yeah. rachel's house and you were upset about it and didn't know what to do yeah and so you're yeah. like winnie you've talked about this you hate it what are you doing set the let's, date let's set the date what's the date you're gonna be done by and, and then made you write the letter yeah write the email do the thing yeah and like you will either go into their office and quit or turn this letter in by xyz date and and though, again, I had asked you into my circle to help me, but it was up to me to actually get it right. done. Mm -hmm. You were going to hold me accountable as my friend, but I had to go do it. It wasn't easy, uh, but thank God I felt so much better once I did. And I think sometimes we're, we're nervous of the like first step or the first moment of it. And I think it keeps us from like, oh, I got to go. Even writing a sermon sometimes or sermon series. You, you, I'm sure there's moments where you're like, Oh, I need but, to start this. I got to do it. I, I'm not even sure yet. But once you get going, then you got it. There's always something funner to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's just say that you and your whatever organization that you need to sit down and schedule some time to plan the next quarter. Mm -hmm. All of us have to do that. Right. Pastor, business owner, parent making lunches. Right. We all need to sit down and take some time to plan the next quarter. That's not the funnest thing in the world. No. You know what you'd rather do? watch TV, 
Right. You know what you'd rather do? Pet the dog. Yeah. You know what I'd rather do? Take a nap. Yeah. There's always something that you would rather do, but this is where the tug is. Right. Are you going to do what's comfortable or are you going to do what's necessary? Are you going to procrastinate or are you going to be disciplined? But it starts with the small things and the big things. Okay. So it it's not just the yeah giant, giant meeting overarching, but it's just a uh, yeah. What's the list of things that I need to do? I need to send that one email. It's this fast. Yeah. Oh, I'll get to it later. Say no, do it first. Like we've talked about before, build the list and do the s- simplest stuff first, just to get it done. But I think that what can happen is we have these big things we need to do, so we're gonna work here. And then you're writing that, like you're writing that PhD paper for like 25 years, but you didn't get any of these little things. Like get, get some little junk done too. And I think that as leaders, that's something in urgency that we get frustrated by. If we have like a small task that we know needs to get done, and we have to like remind somebody on our team four times to get a small task done. That's if you're wanting to step into more, and you have someone leading you, and they've encouraged you, hey, hey, get it done, hey, get it done that's a sign that you're not leading yourself well and how can you lead anybody else if you're not but we gotta we gotta focus and get it done so if you're procrastinating why right are you procrastinating because it's more comfortable to do the lazier thing are you procrastinating because you don't know what to do right are you procrastinating because if you get there, you're scared you can't stay there. Like you've got to identify what's the what's the reason that. Or you're have you evaluated the right, um, the right priority level on things? So yesterday, when we were making out the list, a bunch of our team was going to go to lunch together, and usually on this day we go to lunch together. Um, and you and I literally had the conversation: should we stay and keep working on this stuff and not go to lunch, or should we do the lunch? I think what happens is most people pick the lunch nine times out of 10. Yeah. The problem is you and I don't pick the lunch nine right. times and out of so 10. And so we said, you know what? We're not going to see our staff or right. connect with our team until next Tuesday. Right. And that's not good. Right. We've got this guy here and this girl here. Yeah. And I haven't really talked to them in a couple of weeks. So like, let's go let's do the go, right thing. Let's go to lunch. And so where, where for us and our personality, that might have been the thing that we would have not picked. We needed to pick it then. And we have to look at our week sometimes and evaluate, are we putting the right priority in the right places? Easton and Bailey uh, creatively lead and do things, right? If they don't prioritize when to set the cameras up for even this podcast, Mm -hmm. they won't be ready on time, right? If they don't figure out when to do set up and tear down for our uh, lights and sound on Sunday, it won't be correct at 9.30 when service starts. Right. And so like, I think as leaders, whatever you're leading, whatever your organization is, if you don't set some deadlines for yourself, but then also prioritize what needs to get done in what order, how, when to get there, man, I just see it happen Sometimes so often. we're really good at being urgent right. on one side, but then we're very procrastinative. Right. Procrastinative? Procrastination. Procrastinatory? Yeah. Procrastinate. Something. Some, that we procrastinate in another area. Right. And so we've got to identify what areas are we really good at? Yeah, because I just can hear the person saying, I'm super urgent. You don't understand how urgent I am, and I right. still haven't got there. And I'm like, yeah, but I think you're urgent in the wrong place. No, yeah, or in the in the wrong skill. Like, there are some skills I'm super confident in. Right. Like, this thing I'm not intimidated by, I will do this and jump on that without a moment's notice. But there are other things that I'm like, oh, uh, how, how are we going to do this? How, yeah. how is this going to go? No, like, right. for, for our team, 
in the setup and teardown world, there's some that are simple. Got to get the trailer fixed. Right. Got to do the thing. But are we making the phone call? Right. Are we sending the email? Right. These are very tangible. Sometimes they're easy to do. But these are we giving our volunteers love and affection, or are we just solving it at the last minute and calling people late? Like I don't know. But we have to keep looking at it. When we procrastinate, there's a there's a consequence. Yeah. Sometimes there's an immediate consequence, and sometimes there's a long term consequence. Yeah. We had a guy on our staff once. Uh, who was over an area an area <laughs> and uh and uh so we're getting ready for christmas yes and so he's gonna do the whole christmas background on the stage and mm-hmm. lights and the building and decorations and it and like he keeps telling us it's gonna get done it's gonna get done we're almost there i got all the stuff i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it he's pro- like literally Procrastinating, procrastinating. It's now the week before the series. This is not in setup and teardown season. This is in season when one. In you've got building. the building. You can work on it anytime you want. And so what What happened? I don't remember. You might remember the timeline better. Oh, yeah. The, the, the night before. So he keeps telling us it's going to happen, and it's not. Right. And so it gets all the way down to it's now Saturday night before yeah. The next Sunday, we're launching Christmas series. Like we've been talking about, get your friends and family here for Christmas series, and so our families, yes, both generations, younger and older, yeah. are here until two a.m. Mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yep, doing literally. I'm about to preach the next morning, multiple services, and I'm literally here hanging lights. Yep. Why we, we put a little the ladder on rollers and like yes, our spouses it was a are helping. Disaster. Yeah. Uh, I I at one point fell asleep on a table in the lobby because I was so exhausted because of all the work that had right. to be done because this other person on our team procrastinated. Guess what? You don't work here anymore. No, that's true too. <laughs> you, you, you can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah, but it's yeah, what I said. It's yeah. what I said. As the leader, I would be a bad steward of people's tithe right. to continue to pay somebody. Now right. this is not the first time this happened. Oh, this happened a bunch this was of other not times. one it's situation. Not like this was a uh, all the grace. This was a systemic problem a in this systemic in this problem. person who's yeah. in their leadership. Because sometimes that's going to happen. Sometimes you're going to procrastinate and you're going to recognize, oh, oh darn, and somebody's going to have <laughs> to come in and save the day mm-hmm. and help you. And hopefully, that moment is a, a wake up call moment for you to yeah. then shift and not be that person anymore. Right. I mean, one of our values here at Living Church is that uh, we own our zone, but we play the field. Right. So you've got to own your zone, but occasionally stuff's happening and we need to play the field. We need to go and help somewhere else. Right. So we're always, I'm always willing still to hang Christmas lights. Right. No, always. I did tear down this Sunday. It's that we were uh, doing it at the last minute because right. the those who were supposed to didn't do it. But but we also have the value that we love, lead, and labor with a sense of urgency. Yeah. I'm not sure if urgency is something, we talk about this a lot, and so I don't know, we still haven't decided if urgency is something that can be learned or if it's in you um, and it can be developed. It can be developed better, but you're either born with it or not. We're not sure. We're not. Or, or, like, or like is urgency developed in you by the age of... XYZ. 12. Right. 20. No, right. Six. Yeah. Like, no, because I know a lot of dudes who are playing video games way too late when they were in their 20s who are now really sharp, strong leaders. But what we're learning is that when you see someone doesn't have urgency, it's very hard to get that in them. Yeah. Let's talk about what urgency is. Just, um, it's a, it's a, it's a tug and a pulling to run quickly. 
Yeah. Here's a great example. We were okay. talking about yesterday in staff meeting. Enrique and uh, Easton are, were went to a conference with a men's conference, a big one uh, that's national that was here in the area, and it was at the Cowboys Stadium. And they said that the mic for one of these like super famous people wasn't working, and they said they sat there for minutes and no one went to yeah. give the guy a mic. Yeah. And in our church, this past Sunday, your yeah. mic freaked out. Yeah. Uh, super weird, crazy technology issue. And within seconds, Bailey was on stage with another mic to give you. Yeah. And I see our whole sound booth oh, erupt everyone with movement. Running. Bailey runs around. I see Casey's off the stage and she's... And so like, it's a house of urgency. Yeah. That when there's a problem, let's all jump on it, it. And, and fix that it's thing. It's that song. If I got a, you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. I knew you'd know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's true. Like we got to solve it quick. Uh, for, we said it before for us, it's the urgency of like, people are dying, going to hell if they don't know Jesus. But in your organization, you're going to set a reputation very quickly of being a person who solves problems quickly or not. What? We had another guy on our team. Okay. I was like, oh, he thought of something. No, we had another guy on our team who, uh, was planning a trip for his department yes. to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so we said, hey man, you need to send an email to everybody Correct. involved. Correct. Send this email to this group, send this email to this group. This was... Like six weeks before or something. And so like, I'm doing one-on-ones at this point with staff. And so a week later, I have the one-on-one. Yeah. Hey, the email go out? Yeah. No. Or no, I said, hey, I said, send me the email too. I want to see it. Oh yeah. Hey man, I didn't get the email. Yeah, no, sorry. I started writing it and I'm, my wife's going to proofread it or, you know. Okay, send it out today. When you leave this meeting, send it out. That happens for like three or four weeks and the email just never, never got sent. Now this was not the first time that something like this had happened. It's just that I've seen the systemic issue of right. procrastination Right. and now we have a very tangible, your boss said to do this thing and we're now five weeks down and you haven't sent the one email. Yeah. So we have the whole conversation and it's out of all these other insecurities about spelling and grammar and all these right. other issues. But those could have been mitigated by sending it to Amanda. Send right. it to somebody else to proofread it for <laughs> right. you and then send the thing out. And because it wasn't done, the event was not a success. Right. So a change has to happen. Yeah. Change has no. to, you do not have the capacity to do the job here mm -hmm. for right. me under urgent leadership. No, that's a, but that's a great question. Are you procrastinating in an area because you don't really have the capacity or the uh, capability of doing it or are you procrastinating because you're insecure those are two different things because if you are saying you're going to do something you have a goal and you want to go do it and all the things but you really don't have the capability and the capacity to do it and that's why you keep doing it, then you probably just shouldn't that shouldn't be your goal anymore that right. that you should just you, that's not your skill set sorry that's okay try something new yeah. uh, because why keep saying you're going to do the thing that is not really go do the more and something else but or is it just insecurity and you need to get over it and be willing to say to somebody, hey, I need to get this done, but I'm a little insecure about it. We've, yeah. we've done that in all kinds of, we say it all the time. We don't know what we're doing, but yeah. we're gonna keep pushing. No, that's that's great. There's so many thoughts I had There's just a, now when you were talking. If you got something good. Well, no, I just think that like um, customer service and your, and your world that whatever people are leading, like we tease, but like I like to shop at Nordstrom's, why? 
not because it's fancy or whatever, but because their customer service is greater than anybody else. Because I know and trust that they're always going to take care of the situation with urgency. Anytime, if I have a shoe that breaks, if I have, you know, something that doesn't work. It's not a big hassle. It's not, it's not a big to-do. It's not a huge issue to get something done. Whereas there's other places that we've done business with that I've had to call them and recall them and check in. And then if I didn't remind them the day before, they didn't show up on time with the event and the vendor that was supposed to be. Yeah. And I'm just like... No matter what we're doing and leading, like your organization is not going to succeed if you are known for being the one that isn't urgent versus the versus the success you will have if you're known for being urgent. You're going to jump on it. Absolutely. Uh, so I had two thoughts. Yeah, go. One, our value. I want us to circle yeah, back should, to, that. Yeah, to that. But I watched a TED Talk. Oh, yeah. This is super good. Years ago. Yeah. No, right. That is you so good. Can we link it? Okay. We'll link it up in the corner this TED talk about procrastination, that's incredible. And it talks about how you have to have a calendar and a timeline of all of these different areas in life that the, 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 the countdown is yeah. happening, yeah. but we so easily get distracted with silly things. And so when you're done watching this one, go, no, go watch that one. You've shown it to our team, uh, like collectively, you've shown it to our team individually, you've shown it to some of our friends in different seasons when yeah. you're like, hey, hey bro, you, you progressed. Get to watch work, this. right. Yes, it's really good and helpful. Okay, our value, yes. we love, love lead, lead labor. labor with a sense of urgency. Let's just spend 30 yeah. seconds on each yeah. one. We need to, as pastors, we need to love people with urgency yeah. because guess what? If they just got to the hospital, yeah. There's a window of time that right. we should be loving them. Yeah. If if you got a voicemail phone call and their marriage is erupting, this is not put it off until next Thursday. No, you can't. We need to love people with urgency. Right. And, and Jesus helped the woman caught in the act of adultery in the moment. If you wouldn't have, she'd have got stoned to death. Exactly. Right. We have to we have to have urgency in loving people. Right. And that translates everywhere. So as parents, as as spouses, as leaders, as people, we have to love people in our sphere uh, with urgency too. And yeah. I, it doesn't, you can't, it's not just for pastors. It's for anybody who is trying to love anybody. You got to do it with urgency. Otherwise you're saying you don't care. Yeah. And and if we don't care, then why are we doing in the first place? Then we uh, lead. Lead, lead, lead effectively. So we don't need to think about it later. Right. We don't need to spend 10 hours in a brainstorming planning. Yeah. We need to jump in, follow oh, our man. instincts, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and we need to lead now. Have you ever been a part of a team that talked about stuff for a really long time? Yeah, it drives me crazy. But never made a decision? Yeah. Someday uh, when we get into our next building that God's going to provide so we have bigger office space, we're going to yeah. put a big thing on the wall that says uh, ideas are garbage and execution is everything. Yes. It's true. Ideas are garbage. You know why? Everybody has them. Yeah. I got more ideas and than I know. If you don't got them, I, you just get on Pinterest and get some. I got more ideas than I know what to do with. <laughs> right. But execution is everything. Right. Leading is everything. Right. When we, you and I first started working together, we would be like, we need to call that person. And I would pull my phone like out. Like in the minute while we were making our strategy plan, you would just do it. And, and I'd, I'd be like, whoa, whoa. And you would be like, whoa, whoa. But now it's just something that now we, we do. Just do it. Because yeah. if we need to call, why a am I lawyer, wait? If we need to call an engineer, if we need to call somebody in our church, yeah. let's do it right the junk now. I mean, it doesn't take that long, and we can actually the have the answer to what we need. Only right going to take two minutes. Right. Why would I have a meeting with my executive pastor? Say, I'm going to call them. Then I go to my office and call them. Then I have to wait three days for our schedule to realign right. to then tell you what they said. Right. If I can just, <clears throat> just do it right now. urgently lead it. Yeah. Love, lead, lead. 
and labor. But before you go to labor, <clears throat> okay. in the leading is also uh, the hard things. It's not just the fast things. Okay. It's also the hard things. Yeah. Because we've said before that there's certain team, uh, that Christmas situation, mm-hmm. we had allowed to go a long time and that's p- part of why uh, that happened is we right. knew the systemic issue and we had not handled it and yet. It, it just turned it well. I didn't call anybody. To, yeah. I didn't recruit a team. Right. I just, I got behind and I thought maybe they would be busy. Yeah. All right, but if you would have had some urgency right. three months ago, right. guess what? Christmas comes every December. Every time. Guess what? It's no. coming. Right. And so if we would just build a plan earlier. Yeah. No, we'll it's true. Okay. And, we, and then in our own lives, uh, personally, in whatever organization we're in, in our life, we got to lead ourselves yeah. with urgency. We got to lead what we want out of life with urgency. Love, and lead, labor. labor is just, for us, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I'm a hard worker. Whitney's yeah. a hard worker. Yeah. Uh, physically. Right. We've said that we have callous hands. That's who we uh, are. We, I unloaded this table right. in this room and screwed the legs on it. Right. My dad built these walls that are behind us. Right. I put the ice in the, in the water in the, these this cups morning. this morning. Like we don't have fancy people to do it for us. We do right. it ourselves. We, and so we're willing to jump in. Right. And so a part of our staff culture is that I need to see you work. Right. And so people that we've interviewed don't know this. <laughs> But we have had trailers show up that need to be unloaded right. and see what happens. Right. We were uh, we had a guy on staff years ago, and we were unloading these pallets off of a trailer. Yes. And so we got to go. We get all the guys and even the girls, and we're unloading these pallets off the trailer, and he just stood there and watched. And it tells me something. Yeah. It tells me something about about. Are you willing to jump in? Are you willing to jump in? And so, like, we can't be too cool to get sweaty. Right. So like get in the trailer, jump in the back of the truck, go in the storage yeah. room. Because you never know when we're going to go back to set up and tear down. You know, you never know. You, you never know, know when guess God's going to shift something. So, so guess what? Someday we're going to get a big, beautiful campus. Guess what? It's time to start another location. Right. And that other location, about to be set up and tear down. Yeah. And so uh, maybe. Or or, or a building that we got to renovate. Exactly. And so you got to be willing to swing There's always hammer. work to do. Right. There's always so something to hang on a wall or something to do. We right. can't wait to do it later. You right. know, the Bible, it, it talks about procrastination. Yeah. I actually have a whole message that I preached on this in the series, I Pity the Fool, where I talk about uh, lazy people. Oh, yeah. The lazy right. and the diligent. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, no, yeah. And it says that lazy people say things like this. They say, there's a lion in the street. I'll do it later. They make up excuses. Right. It, it talks about how uh, lazy people turn in their bed like a door turns on its hinges. Yeah. There's just there's just no urgency. Right. Proverbs talks all about laziness. It says that a lazy employer is like a lazy employee is like smoke in the eyes to an employer. Yeah. The Which Bible. Is true. Ta- yeah, it's it, annoying it, as junk it's, it's to have someone lazy. Nuts. No, it says also though that if you wait per, for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. Boom. And that's what I think happens so often. We're waiting for these perfect conditions. No, get it done we, right we now. We live in a broken world. Yeah. There's never perfect conditions. No. You never have enough money. You never have enough employees. You never have enough volunteers. You never have the right facility. You never have the right season of the world. Oh, and if right. we wait for perfect conditions. No, you'll never have the perfect degree. You ain't never going to have, have nothing. The, right. It's, so I know you so don't I know you don't have what you need, but you know what you do have? Work ethic. Yeah. So work hard. No, yeah. We believe that everything we need right now for the next right step is already in our hands. Yeah. So we'll just get it done. Get it done. So we're already at 50. This has been a long one already. It's all right. So we ask all the time that if there's any questions, yeah. we want you to hit us up. If you have questions about 
how to be diligent or how to get over procrastination, how to get over laziness, ask us. Yeah. We'll do a whole other session on this. Yeah. Uh, but we have a meeting scheduled at noon and it is 11.58. So we got to go. So because you know why? We scheduled some time this morning. That's right. To shoot the tug of more. And that's what we did. And so we're not, we got to have some urgency to get to this meeting. Love you guys. See ya.